Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Sonia Wood, and here we are at episode number 98. In episode 97, I shared with you a specific word, and that word was shan. Or I should actually rather say that word is shan. I'm so glad that I shared it with you and told you that that was the word that had been given to me. And it was really very significant at the time. This word shan just kept on coming to me for 2022, that we need to shan. And I thought, well, I felt that was specifically a word coming to me, but I should share it on a podcast because maybe it can just encourage others to remind them to shine because it's been quite difficult times that everybody's been through in 21 and 20. So I thought, well, let me share that with you, to shine. And I am very pleased I did. I'll tell you why, because I don't know if this happens to you, but when I let somebody know about something such as telling you to shine and saying that I got this word to shine and that we should shine and remember to shine. (laughs) What followed shortly thereafter is more tests and challenges and every one of them was a reminder to me to shine, just to keep shining because it was like dark clouds rolling in. Like I shared in the previous podcast, I thought, you know, there was this absolute image. We're having so many storms. There was this like graphic image of these dark clouds rolling in in this fierce weather. And that's how it felt like in life in general. And so the shining word and just the reminder to keep shining was very significantly supportive. So I thought, well, I hope it can support you too if I share that with you. But I haven't actually been to record another podcast for weeks because the times have been as such that... We need to keep shining and we need to be constantly reminded of the fact that we must keep on shining. I wonder how many times I've said that in this particular podcast already, but never mind. I think it's, I hope it won't be lost because of having to repeat and repeat it, not just here on this podcast, but to myself because of the fact that there have been so many reasons to actually put that little light out. And that is not what God wants. He does not want our little lights to go out. He wants them to shine. He wants us to put them up on the hill so that they can shine and they can be seen glowing. So that <laughs> that is what I've had been having to put into practice. Every single day, there has been reason for me to be reminded to shine. That has just not stopped. So here I am telling you that for the last few weeks that's what the situation has been like. I mean, I could go into all the details and, oh my goodness, but that would just be dismal because it's rather grim. But God doesn't want us to be downcast. And so what he does want is for us to continue to shine. And so what has resulted from that, that's what I wanted to focus on, was to tell you that the result of that has been very, very interesting the result of shining in the midst of the overcast situation. Because it's been noticeable. People have wondered, how can you shine in the midst of this? How can you be shining when there's just so much darkness around? And it's just been such a support to be able to encourage others, which in turn has encouraged us to just keep shining and to keep up our hope 
In fact, in fact, you know what I said the other day? I said, this situation is just hopeless. And as I said that, I just felt so convicted. I felt no, no situation is hopeless. That was, I just felt I needed to repent for those words that came out of my mouth because I thought, no, they're not hopeless. It's, there is always hope. There is always hope. Because when we have Christ, we have hope in us. And so we've already overcome. And so that is what I've had to keep reminding myself. But it goes the next step. You can't just remind yourself. You've actually got to change your words and let that light shine. So I had to change that that statement of this is just hopeless into there's hope, there's always hope. I had to first remind myself of that and then I had to speak it out and then I had to walk in that hope, believing. And in actual fact, that's another word I have been using a lot in the last month is this word believe, just believe, believe that there's hope. It might not look like there is. It might appear as though the situation is hopeless. But if you believe that it's not, because we do believe that it's not, we do believe that there is always hope. So rather than being overcome by the hopelessness around one, rather look at the hope that there is and then hold on to that and then live that out by living out the hope, speaking it and being it and showing it and sharing it. So you see, we went from being reminded to shine to not being overcome and to having hope and the fruit of that being something that actually then supports other people. It helps the people around us if we are being hopeful and not all dark and dismal and dreary. And in actual fact, I've really caught myself having to be careful of what comes out of my mouth because my father phoned and he said, how are things? I said, oh, and he said, oh, that sounds fairly grim. And straight away, I I realized that just my, oh, it wasn't even a word, it was just an exasperation. It just immediately gave him the notion that things were grim. And I just thought, you know, we don't need to do that. I mean, I'm not saying that we need to pretend to be something that we're not. But the point is, I don't feel like it's pretending because I have Christ. And so Christ in me is my hope. And so if I get asked, how are things? I can say, well, there's hope, even though, and I can say what the, what the situation actually is, you know, even though there's been this and this and this transpire, which has been appearing to be very dark and dismal, but we have hope. So I wanted to come and talk to you today on this podcast and just share with you our reality. That is how it's been. And we are choosing just to continue to believe in hope and keep our heads up and keep standing on our feet. Even when somebody comes and knocks you down flat, get up again, dust yourself off and carry on because we can. And I'm just very, very, very grateful we can. So thank you for joining me today as I shared this with you. I hope you are left with hope and that you will go and shine and that you'll be careful of what comes out of your mouth, especially in the presence of your little children that are watching. They're seeing how you respond to calamities or difficulties, and that is the model that you are sharing with them. The example you are sharing with them, should I rather say, that they will then model. So 
it's just an encouragement to you to keep a check on your mouth. In fact, you know, I'm just remembering a little story. It was one of the stories out of the book that I narrated, The King's Daughter and Other Short Stories for Girls. I don't remember the title of the story, but I remember the content being a little story about how we need to be careful about what comes out of our mouth and how it can be a blessing to others, what we speak, or the opposite. And we don't want that. And that was a little story um, in that book. So I used to find reading stories such as that one aloud to the children very helpful. I'll tell you why, because instead of me sitting and talking to them about how they must be careful what they say and they must think about the words that come from their mouths and they might hurt others with those words and or they can bless others. And instead of me trying to give the lesson like that, I would read a story that was speaking about that particular thing. And then we would discuss the story and the children in the story and the little girl who was, you know, gossiping behind um, other people's backs and how that would be hurtful if it got back to them. And we talk about the people in the story and how we must be careful to not do that. And so it removed that element of the child themselves feeling like they've been singled out because maybe you picked up as a parent that one of them, one of your children was behaving in a way that you didn't feel was helpful to them or to the people around them. And so now try and find a story that will highlight that rather than trying to deal with it head on with that particular child. Anyway, it's just that's, this was just something that I used to do a lot and I just found it to be very, very helpful in the fact that we could as a family discuss a behavioral problem that wasn't on a particular individual and, you know, as I say, highlighting that particular individual in the family I mean, everybody might have known who we were talking about or might know exactly who we're talking about, but we keep coming back to the people in the story, the characters in the story, rather than the individual and the family that we're trying to help. Help them to change a bad behavior into something that is better for them and for the people around them. Anyway, so that was just, I'm just sharing that with you because it just came to mind as I was talking about us being careful what comes out of our mouths. Um, because of the fact that, I mean, I mean, here I am, an adult, and I'm speaking to my elderly father, and I'm having to be careful what I say because I don't want to burden him. I don't want to, to cause him anxiety because he sees or hears his daughter being so troubled. You know, I can let him know the trouble, sure, ask him to pray, but I, I can't, um, not I can't, I shouldn't leave him with the burden of anxiety. That's not something that that I think can be a blessing to him. So to leave him with something that is a blessing, I must be careful with what comes out of my mouth and I must focus on what I have, the good. Like my mother always said, count your blessings. So now when I speak to my elderly parents, I will think about the blessings um, that I have to share with them. Like, for example, the fact that we saw some Egyptian geese on our lawn. Now, I knew if I told them that story, they would that would bless them. They would find that very interesting And because my mother absolutely loves birds. So I can tell them about that. And if they ask about the troubles or if I need to share the troubles with them, I can. But I must also sprinkle it <laughs> with blessings. That's That's the thing, sprinkle it. In fact, you know, before I say goodbye, goodbye to him, I'll tell you another funny story. 
Um, my mother and father are great campers. As you can hear, they seem to be the theme at the moment in this particular podcast. But they're in their 80s now, and they love going camping. It's quite amazing, really. And my mother, as I've mentioned, loves birds, but she also loves water, and she loves swimming. And so I asked her when they'd settled in their campsite, you know, how has she been for her first swim in the dam? She said, yes, she has, but she's also discovered that irrigation here is a very nice system for cooling off <laughs> because they were, they're camping near a farm and they've got those huge irrigation um, contraptions. I don't know what the proper word is on the fields. And there's my mother in her 80s, putting her costume on and going walking through the sprinklers so that she can cool down in the sweltering hot summer of South Africa here in February. So that was funny. So you see, she made me laugh. She told me this funny story about her dancing in the sprinklers. I mean, it was hilarious. I really had a good chuckle. So I think let's do that. Let's bring joy and let's help our children or whoever is around us just to have joy rather than us being the dark cloud <laughs> that is hovering about. Let our lights shine. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I look forward to sharing with you in the next one.